big question is this, how do we use the eight frameworks inside the new science of physical health to overcome this statement? Personal responsibility for your physical health is a myth and it doesn't work. These eight frameworks do. They will make you more physically healthy than 98% of people in the community that you live in. Why don't we get started in today's episode right now? Hey everybody, welcome back here to the Daily Drop for the new science of physical health and this mini-series which we started in yesterday's episode. If this is the first one you're listening to in the sequence, you've got to go back to yesterday's one where we talked about the application of growth mindset into the area of the clinically validated health software and in particular the impact score which creates health adaptations inside the human body that drives down your risk of the number one and number two cause of sickness and death. So cardiovascular disease, and cardiovascular events, and cardio and cancer events. So, and we've gone through that in lots of the series and, and delved into that a fair bit about just how much cardiovascular disease there is and just how much uh, can, um, cancer events there are and where third place is. Because remember, what the new science of physical health is all about, this is the laneway that there are a lot of things to concentrate on in the spectrum of health. There's way more than just those two things. But here's, here's the, the proposition that I have to you, that if you concentrate on those two things, I know that the health adaptations that you've caused to drive down your risk in those two areas will cascade over into everything else. But the big challenge that I see Time after time after time, particularly once people have transitioned from the age of being 18 to the age of being 30, and they're in the groove of life is no longer about school, No, life is no longer about being told what to do, it's all my own choice, I've had 12 years of my own choices, and we know this on a global basis. So if I was to go into, which I'll do right now, I'm going to go into um, my software for the this podcast and tell you about the locations of the different countries um, that of people that listen to this episode. So these are the these are the there's right now as I'm staring at it, there's 66 countries and 762 cities listening to this show. And when I go into it, country after country after country after country, all of them have the same situation happening because they all have the almost identical data when it comes to levels of physical activity by adults between age after the age of 30, certainly transition from 18 to to, um, to 30, that 12-year period, they'll have the same levels of physical activity. They all have the very, very similar levels of cardiovascular disease as far as prevalence is concerned and conditions that are precursors to a cardiovascular event and or a cancer event. So it doesn't matter. Here are some of the countries. There's some of the top ones, I guess. Um, the United States of America, my country, Australia, of course, Canada, United Kingdom, India, Germany, Finland, United Arab Emirates, Russia, Netherlands, Norway, Turkey, Indonesia, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, France, Qatar, Spain, Brazil, Egypt. These are not countries I'm just reading off some list here. These are countries that lit people who have listened to multiple episodes of this series. Egypt, Mexico, Morocco, Philippines, Pakistan, Sweden, Malaysia, Italy, New Zealand, Taiwan, Ireland, Slovakia, Singapore, Slovenia. I can't believe this show goes to all these bases. Thailand, Oman, Moldova, Jamaica, South Africa, Hungary, Romania, Kazakhstan. How the heck does this show get to Kazakhstan? Peru, Argentina, Austria, Lithuania, Bahrain, 
Did you say Bahrain? I'm not quite sure, but that sounds pretty cool. Switzerland, Belgium, Greece, Albania, Hong Kong, Iran, Macedonia, Jordan, Colombia, Mauritius, Ukraine. I want to go through them all. Chile, Israel, Bulgaria, Luxembourg, Denmark, Honduras, Guatemala, Guatemala, Guam, and Portugal. There's where this show is listened to in all those countries. No matter which one that I've read out that you live in, okay, because you've got to live in one of those because otherwise you wouldn't appear, you'd appear on this list. Whichever country you live in, the overwhelming majority of people don't go and participate in the sufficient level of physical activity to cause health adaptations. And we know that the only way that I've ever seen for people to know with certainty that they are achieving the correct dose of physical activity is to track it with a health impact score that's clinically validated. I've gone through clinical validation in other episodes. I won't here because I want to touch on other things. But the greatest challenge I see of people in my country and the people I communicate with around the world is that they don't have this growth mindset. They have a fixed mindset, particularly, particularly when it comes to people who have currently little or no physical activity and they're interested in it, but they have this fixed mindset and not a growth mindset. The growth mindset, remember, is this. The hand you're dealt with is just the starting point of for development. So whether or not you've been participating in physical activity or haven't been, that you don't have an attitude of, well, it's all going to be too hard. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. That's the challenge of why most people don't kick off. But the growth mindset is based on the belief that you that your basic qualities are things that you can cultivate through your efforts. Changing our beliefs has a powerful impact. The growth mindset creates powerful passion for learning. And particularly what I want to teach people about is how to get access to our health software, how to link in the show notes, and then how to use the impact score on a daily basis. The, the impact score that gives the most, most benefit is 100 impact points on a rolling seven days. But so many people that start on our program are down at zero, five, 10, 20 points average a day. And they see this mountain. But it's because I'm going to give you an example of how two different ways to look at a new project. And in particular here, the growth of your personal physical health status, or if you're teaching it to someone else or people you influence. So here's, here's handling a new task or a new project, like improving your personal physical health status. But here's an example. If you're assigned a daunting new task at work or when you take on a challenging project at home, it's tempting to think, I'm not good at this kind of stuff. It's just not my strong suit. Sound familiar? You know, I've got some things like that, but I try and figure things out. So you might be right that it's not one of your strengths at the start. But that doesn't mean you can't learn it. A fixed mindset will take this self-defeating thought and they'll run with it. I can't be good at physical activity. I'm only getting 10 health impact points in my, and I'm trying and I'm getting, I've doubled it to 20 health impact points, but I'm still so far away from 100 health impact points in the clinically validated health software that's been validated on over 730,000 people, which is mind blowing, by the way. That means that the score is real and true, accurate reflection of health adaptations. So people conclude that there's no point putting in all that much effort into something that they're just not good at or they don't think they could ever achieve. I will show you, as we go through this series, how every single person, every person, can accomplish 100 points on a rolling seven days. 
So that's what some people do at the start. On the other hand, that's a fixed mindset. A growth mindset person will see a new challenge as an opportunity to grow. Someone with this mindset would think, I can figure this out. What do I need to do to get my skills at the right level? Are there classes I can take? Are there people I can ask for help? Are there videos that I can watch? Are there audio programs? Are there things that I can read? What resources might help me? The growth mindset will lead you to developing new skills. Like if you're a low or zero physical activity person, growth mindset will lead you to learning new skills of how to incorporate physical activity to the correct dose to create health adaptations. It'll lead to new knowledge like this show does, for example, and all our other content, the books and and the spin-off things from the books. The new knowledge, and it'll lead to new areas of expertise. Well, the fixed mindset will leave you where you started the whole time. You don't change with little skill in the new task and little confidence in your abilities. So that's an example. Example. I'll use an example that actually happened to me in the last two days that will highlight this even more. Okay. Now I was out. Um, I, I was trying. I was attempting on two days ago to get my hundred points in for the day, and I was up to eighty-eight points. And I went out into the garage, set up my equipment like I normally do, and I've been trying this new task to be able to raise my heart rate higher to earn more impact points more efficiently, more quickly. You don't have to do this. I just like to do this. It's a good physical challenge. So I've bought a little stepper, like an aerobic stepper that you see in a, in a fitness class, and I've been using that with my weight vest. And I thought about five days ago, I started using a plastic chair, like a chair that you sit on that I've got in my garage. So I pulled the chair out. I did I did 10. So I did my warm-up with my skipping, did my boxing stand, and so a minute in the boxing stand, minute in the skipping. Then um, I got the chair and I did 10 step-ups. It's actually really hard work. You try stepping up on a chair and stepping back down, step up on a chair and step back down. Your heart rate goes to the roof. So anyway, two nights ago, I did it for the second time. I'm going, okay, I did it the other day. I'll be able to do that again. Well, after the third step, I felt my hamstring tear. Now, I haven't had an injury for a long time because I I purposely, at my age, 55, I purposely don't try and push myself like an athlete. Anyway, I'd gone overboard. I hadn't warmed up enough. I'd gone overboard and I tore my hamstring and I had to stop and I didn't end, I did not end up getting 100 points. And I was a bit kind of miffed at myself because it's brought my monthly average for the month that we're in as I record this down to uh, 96 points or 97 points for um, average for the month. And my goal is to do what I say, I'll talk about in the new science of physical health and get to 100 point impact points, health impact points. Remember, if you've listened to previous episodes, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, this is not a score like any other. This score is a score that is direct, has a linear correlation with the amount of health adaptations that will drive down your risk significantly of a cardiovascular event, 30% at least. So I missed the score and I go, okay, what am I going to do the next day? Oh, I know what I'll do. We have, um, I don't know if you know this sport, but there's a, some, we have some courts nearby my home, which are some netball courts, and there's lots of them. Netball, what's it go? It's like a, if you, don't, if you live in one of the countries that doesn't play netball, I think it's mainly Commonwealth countries, Australia, New Zealand, England, South Africa, Great Britain. Um, I said that twice, England and Great Britain, same place. But that's where netball's played. 
So many of the countries I read out before in this show, they don't play netball. So I went to these netball courts. It's like outdoor basketball courses, and there's like um, four of them. And I'm doing lap that. So there's four courts make up one big square. Then right next to that, with a bit of grass in between, is another four courts. And right next to that, there's like 12 courts, outdoor courts in this one area. So I thought, what I'll do is they're dead flat. I'll ride around those without my weighted vest and I won't put as much effort in, but I'll go for longer. So I didn't I wouldn't tear my I wouldn't make my hamstring any worse. It wasn't it was torn, but it wasn't it was a low grade tear. And if I pushed myself hard, I would have torn it again. So then what happened was I went out um uh, yesterday and I did that successfully and I beauty I got the points that I needed to to get to hundred. So I was very happy about that. So that was so that was two days ago. I tore the hamstring. The next day it was a low grade tear, so I could go around on this flat, dead flat surface for a longer period of time, and I could get my heart rate to a moderate level, but enough to earn enough to get to 100 points. Then what happened was, not today, but yesterday, I go okay on the way home. I want to stop off at this of the grocery store, and I'll pick up a few groceries and come back. So I pull up, park, and then I'm walking in. You ever seen? Um, in the country that you live in, where you go into, I'm about to step off the, off the, um, so I park in the car park, uh, an outdoor car park, and I'm walking, and I walk across the, the zebra crossing, and I'm about to step up onto the footpath, uh, you call it, might call it sidewalk where you live, and I'm about to step on a sidewalk or footpath, and in Australia we have this, um, in some areas as you enter into the shopping center, a non-slip paint on there to help prevent people from slipping as they put their foot you know up from the from the road onto the sidewalk or the footpath well i put my foot in just the just the wrong place on the curved part and it slipped and i fell straight flat down on my arm my leg my hip put my wrist out and you know a couple of couple of guys who were working in the shops there they came running to my aid and i was okay but i'd hurt my hand I got up and I go, oh man, my wrist has hurt, hurt my hip a little bit. Anyway, I um, I was pretty sore, but I'd already done my hundred points for the day, and I and uh, and I woke, I went to bed that night going, oh, that's pretty sore. Woke up this morning going, yeah, that's still pretty sore. I wonder if it's actually cracked. Anyway, I didn't think it was. Um, it could have been like had like a hairline fracture of my wrist. Anyway, I thought to myself, I'll test it out because I can't tear my hamstring again, and now I've got a sore wrist. So I grabbed my push bike, was in the back of the car from yesterday, went back to the courts, like the netball courts, which are like basketball courts, and I started doing the slow laps again, but a moderate heart rate, not high, and I started to earn more points, and my wrist was very sore, and it was very sore, very sore, and it's kind of got a bit better as I got along, and I ended up, because I had to accumulate today, I needed a lot of points to stay at 100. Anyway, I ended up getting there by splitting it up over two lots. I did one in the morning, and then one in the uh, in the late afternoon, early evening today, and I ended up getting to 100 points, and my wrist is starting to get a bit better. But I had here's the deal, right? Back to the growth mindset from that story. I have two injuries in the space of two in space of two days. Two days ago, torn hamstring. Yesterday, a uh, wrist injury. Today, thank goodness, I haven't had a wrist in, uh, any injury, but I still got those two left over. But a fixed mindset would say, oh, I'm done, I'm toast, I can't do any physical activity today, I'm injured, I can't do it. Whereas what my mindset was, 
how do I how do I figure out a way where I can still possibly hit my goal? Now, if you're injured a lot, you shouldn't exercise. I'll say that now. You should let the injury heal and then get back to the physical activity. That's important. That's why I don't like people who no, I don't not don't like. I don't recommend people go from zero to hero with their health software. If you're on ten points average on a rolling seven days each day, don't try and bump it to hundred straight away. Especially if you're an older adult, like thirty or above, you'll injure yourself. Very high chance you'll injure yourself. The question that I the, the point that I have is, how do you create the mindset of example that I just went through? Okay, so. In Carol Dweck, from uh, Professor Carol Dweck, who we touched on yesterday, in her work, she says, not only were people with a growth mindset not discouraged by failure, or in my case, injury over the past two days, they didn't even think that they were failing. They actually thought they were learning. And that, that's how I felt today and yesterday is, what? how could I figure out and learn a way to still hit my points and overcome these two minorish injuries. They're not very significant, but there's something. How could I find a way? And that is exactly the attitude that Professor Dweck has in her work as a lecturer and an author in the in the growth mindset. So I'm just going to touch on two of these, and we'll cover these some of these in the next few days. But there are eight general approaches for developing the foundation of such a mindset, a growth mindset that I just spoke to you about. So. The first one is create a compelling belief, a belief in yourself, in your own skills, in your own abilities, in your own capacity for positive change. If you're a person who's a beginner listening to this audio program, the way to do that, and it just sounds like a a strange thing to say, the way to do that is to listen to more audio programs because over time from my program and from other people because over time you will develop more skills you'll understand more about your abilities you'll grow a little bit in your health impact score grow just a tiny bit more and it's all about growth it's not just about the end result we want to get you to the end result 100 impact impact points health impact points per day on a rolling seven days that's the end result because that creates health adaptations that drives down your risk of a cardiovascular event. And we've got clinical evidence of that. But you will grow by listening to audios on a regular basis. You'll grow your capacity for positive change. So that's one thing. Another one is to view failure in a different light. Like I have in the past two days. I see failure as an opportunity to learn from my experience and apply what I've learned the next time around. I can tell you now, I won't be doing those step-ups on the chairs anytime soon because I don't want to tear another hamstring. Or if I do, I'll be way more warmed up than what I was. That's what I was thinking about that. I don't want to be out of action where I can't be physically active because I've got a mechanical injury, yet I have to still cause health adaptations inside my heart and blood vessels. That's the most important part of the new science of physical health. Why? Because that's the thing that causes the most amount of Um, sickness and death, premature sickness and premature death in the world. So there are two things out of the eight that we'll talk more about some of those tomorrow. And in the next few episodes, I'm going to do a very strong comparison, like go down a list between what a fixed mindset is and what a growth mindset is. I won't do it in this episode, but
but I'll do it in tomorrow's episode. What is a growth mindset? What is a fixed mindset? And we'll talk more about how you change your mindset, how I've changed mine over the years to become better and better and better and not to be egotistical about your skills, and but to have enough confidence to know I'm on the right track. What I'm doing is the right thing because I'm going to make progress and I'm going to improve. So that's it today for today's uh, episode here on the growth mindset, but we are diving more into that tomorrow. There's going to be a great comparison chart of how people, and I believe, uh, between fixed mindset and growth mindset, and I believe that one of the major reasons academically that people don't shift into growing their health impact score, which is growing their personal physical health status and driving down their risk of cardiovascular event and cancer event is because people are so many folk are trained on a fixed mindset and we're going to shift them away. And that's what this series of episodes inside the Daily Drop is going to be all about. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode, everybody. Can't wait to share with you tomorrow this comparison list between the two. It's really interesting, very fascinating. Some more stuff about and more de- in depth about how to change your mindset. Today I just touched on it. I didn't go in depth, but the episode will get too long. So tomorrow we'll go more into in depth about application towards um, your personal physical health status and tracking of it, particularly for the people that have little or no interest. That's the big thing because that's what one of the big things I think that's preventing people from moving forward. Thanks everybody. See you tomorrow's episode. Bye for now.